0: If you have suffered the loss of a child, you will know that the pain, emptiness, and longing changes you. This is VILOMA, hosted by Jeanne van den Berg. Jeanne is a social worker in private practice and life coach specializing in trauma and bereavement counseling. And through this series, she hopes to let parents who have lost a child know that they are not alone.
1: Hi, John. How are you today?
2: Good morning, Kathleen. I'm very well, thank you. And it's wonderful to talk to our listeners again this morning.
1: Yes. So, John, I'm going to jump right in. Um, we've now done three episodes of our LOMA. We've done, you know, what happens when your, child, when your child passes away and how the family dynamic changes. And then also some advice for friends and family and colleagues how they can support parents who's lost a child. So I guess my next question to you would be if you're in this position you're a parent and your your child has passed away obviously you're faced with a lot of shock initially. You, there's arrangements that need to be made, there's coming to terms with the grief and people that's supporting you and, and your circle is close around you And and then what? You've, you've, you've finished with the arrangements you 've you 've done the funeral you 've gone back to work your child 's room is there it 's empty perhaps you 've decided to to pack in some of their things and and pass it on to friends or family and now life goes on around you. you have to go to work every day you have to meet all your commitments that you still have you 've got perhaps other children in the home activities continue school continue. But you're sitting with this loss inside of you what happens then how do you deal with that does anything change does it get better what happens after the initial the initial shock of it and life goes on what do you need to do Kathleen it's a very
2: important question and it's also very important to talk about it because everybody is so unique we don't have a pattern We've previously also said that, you know, everybody grieves differently. Everybody experiences uh, the changes in, in, in a different way. It can be uh, sometimes extremely difficult to just get up in the morning. You are talking about going back to work, but it is for some people just impossible. They don't know. Your life has changed so much. You woke, woke up in the morning, Kathleen, and every morning, even if you haven't slept or even if you had an extremely restful night, then you will wake up and say, did this really happen? Mm. My, my child is, is gone. And it is as if you have to face every morning again and again with this thought. And it is this processing of, it's real. My child is not coming back. It is real. I don't know how to face this morning. I don't know how to pick up the pieces of my life. And Kathleen, that is where it is so difficult. I do find that there are parents that try to go back to a normal routine and some of them might get that right for a couple of weeks and then they just crash. Then it becomes too much. So it becomes a desperate try to get the pain to feel less and he doesn't want to. And then the devastation and the longing starts to seem it's out of control.
1: So I, it's, it's almost like it comes in waves because I, you, you pick up the pieces and you try and you, you focus on what you need to do and then it just overwhelms you again and, you, and it comes crashing down around you and then you are in this, this pit almost again where you, you don't want to get out of it and, and sitting with the sorrow and the grief. exactly. You get yourself out of it again. And it's a continuous wave.
2: Exactly. And that is why people will say, I cannot get over it. And then I want to say, you will not get over it. You will have to learn to live with it. And you have extremely dark, cloudy, difficult days. And then... Sometimes you just feel for a moment, I can breathe. And then it comes again. And I I always use the metaphor of the waves of the sea. Standing next to the seaside, there will be a new view and a new experience every day. A day where the sea is rough and the waves are high and it's grey. And the, the clouds are dark. And you feel like, oh. This is a horrible day. And then, then one morning you will get up and this cla- the sun will come through and the waves are beautiful. It's not too high and it's quite oh. pleasant to look at and you feel, okay, I can breathe again. And then that same afternoon or maybe an hour later, it becomes cloudy again and the wind starts to blow and it feels to you, I can't do this. It's too much. So if we understand that picture and we see that what I want to say is it is normal to go through all these emotions, these up and downs. That is important to know. There's not something wrong with you.
1: But what is the balance that you ultimately want to get to? Because if I have to imagine losing my child and you either have an okay day where you are coping or you have a bad day where you, where, where you feel like you can't function without your child. Yet, I'm sure that when you're in that moment and you're coping and you're getting everything done and you kind of feel okay, that sh- then comes the guilt.
2: Exactly. How can
1: I be okay if my child is no longer here? So, so where's the balance that mm. you ideally want a parent to get to? Or is there such a thing? Yeah. A balance?
2: Kathleen, <laughs> or, or? it's a very, very difficult one. Because, again, you're unique and parents experience differently. It depends on so many factors. It depends on uh, if your child was still with you every day of your life in, in your home, still at school or maybe a toddler or a baby, you know, and you your whole world turned around the child, where a child might be grown up. And a student studying somewhere else and you haven't, you had contact every day because with, with, with social media, we have a lot of contact, but your yes. child wasn't in your home all the time. So all of this are factors on how to deal with it. Um, then your child might have been an, an adult already married with children and yes. you are older. So, you have maybe more time to just think about it. And I find that the older uh, persons grieve extremely deep because they they f- focus on it all the time, uh, especially when they're retired and they're old and so on. So it depends on, on the circumstances. But a balance, Kathleen, a balance is not some word that you can you can use for the first few years. Because there's no balance. It is taking it one day at a time, and the beginning, one moment at a time. And it is for you how you find a way of living, of processing. That is important. We cannot give you a pattern. If I had a pattern uh, and I could give that freely, it would be so much easier, but there's no pattern. You mm. will, and it also your, your family dynamics with other children in the house, it plays a role. It can keep you busy. But then when mm. nighttime comes, you just feel overwhelmed and you go and make a nice hot bath and you just lie there and you cry. And you mm. do something that makes you feel you can release your emotions.
1: Yeah, because I'm guessing the nights all the worst when there's nothing to keep your mind occupied.
2: Yes. Yes, you 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 do you do think back and you do try to reason and you do have guilt because remember a parent is responsible for their child from the day the child is born. Mm. Your whole life, your whole focus is about protection about love, about care, about nurturing, and as they grow up, about helping them to find their feet in life. So you as a parent are always connected with your child. Mm. And I want to tell our parents that your child is still with you. Energy does not die. And what talk, do you mean? You, you, energy cannot die. Your physical body, that can go away. But energy is everywhere. And your child is still with you. And I have so many parents that do this and that has also agreed with me that we talk. When that moment is too much, we say to the child, You know what? I just can't bear living without you. And also there is some technique that we can we can do you know when we hug someone and you feel that person right around you so we we teach our parents to hug ourselves you just take your arms and you, and you hug around your own body So as far as you can you put your hands around your, your arms and you hug and you hold for that moment And you tell your child, I'm hugging you now. And you take a deep breath in and out. and Say, I miss you so much. And you hug. And it helps for that feeling because now the touch, even if you don't only touch your own own body, you imagine your child is there. And it is small little things that can help you for that moment. But mm. the, the walking the road, I just want to say, it is normal to struggle. It is normal to feel this unimaginable pain. It is normal to feel that I cannot breathe. Anxiousness, Kathleen, is a big symptom after a loss. Mm. Anxious afraid, loss of appetite, struggle to sleep, recurring dreams or intrusive recollections of the event, especially when there was trauma, especially when it was a very big shock. Some parents struggle to remember. That must be bad. cannot concentrate. You cannot concentrate. You struggle at Mm -hmm. work. You feel detached from your family and your friends. You avoid activities. You don't want to go to places where you have been with your child. All of these are normal so that parents understand. Outside people want you to laugh again. They want you to live again. And you don't know how.
1: This sounds a lot like the symptoms of post-traumatic stress.
2: Exactly. Very much so. Because it's traumatic in all the ways. And if it is even when your child was sick and you were expecting that your child's going to die, that moment that your child dies is exactly as painful as it is for the one that is not prepared. Post-traumatic stress is very much part of the grieving process and it's important to know the symptoms and not feel there's something wrong with me.
1: And there isn't.
2: No. No. There isn't something wrong no, with No, there's you. nothing wrong with you. You have been suffered the greatest loss ever. To lose your child is the greatest loss any parent ever will go through. And that is important that you be soft on yourself, Kathleen. Try to minimize too much stress, too much responsibilities. I have sometimes when I see a parent and they struggle at work, I write a letter and I ask if the person can just work half day for a couple of weeks. So that you can concentrate because it takes all your energy to just stay upright. So go and work half day and go home and just go and walk in your garden. Or just cry. It's okay. Cry. Let it out. Or just write some letters to your child.
1: Talk about
2: your child.
1: You mentioned that some people might forget some of the small things. Is there a way for parents to do something special around the memory of their child, to celebrate their child and the child's life? Something that you could suggest? Yes, uh, Kathleen, a lot of of, of
2: uh, different ways is is very helpful and also very therapeutic. Um, normally, I find that parents only feel that they want to do something special about a year or two or three years later. The first year mm-hmm. is just so much uh, that we do put a candle on, uh, put a photo, and put that candle. And light that candle every time that you walk past or that you feel, I can't cope. And just get that energy, you know, because it brings light. It brings, it's something that you do feel you do a specific remembrance. But as the time goes on, many parents, and there are so many books that you can read, many parents write books. That's very therapeutic how they got through it. And mm. for me that was also a a good read because I wanted to know how on earth will I be able to survive this. I wanted to know how other people survived it. You so you yes. skip to the
1: ending and uh, see how uh, uh, do yes. they feel like yes. six months, a year, six years later. Yeah. Uh. And then
2: um and then you can have your own journal. That is something that I always recommend, is to have a journal. You can decide what you want to do. You can write about your own journey, or you can write letters to your child and just just pour it out. The big thing is, is just to verbalize what you are feeling. Acknowledge, so that if you, don't, if you only keep it in, it explodes later on. We know that we need to get rid of our feelings. We need... To tell it, the emotions needs to get out. Um, then they are also plant a tree. A tree is a wonderful, wonderful mm. symbol. You plant a tree, mm. you nourish the tree, and every time that you go there and you see these new leaves, or maybe it's a tree that flowers, um, that is also a s- safe place to put a little, a little bench there and sit in the tree, or make a garden. Uh, make a specific garden and, and put mm-hmm. up memorials there if you want to. That is also, I have parents that had started gardens at the school where their child was, and they will go and nourish and serve that garden every week. And it feels to them, I'm doing something constructive, I'm doing something that other people will also Remember my child. Because, Catherine, that is one fear. People that forget. parents will forget my child. Other mm. people will forget my yes. child. That's why you get the these um, crosses next to the road. If there was mm. an accident. Uh, unless you've been through it, you won't really understand how symbolic and how important it is for the parent, but it is a signal, it is a touchable sign, my child was here, my child lived, and parents Mm -hmm. tell you many times that, will I forget my child's voice? There's a fear, will I forget how my child looked? I can tell you, you'll never forget, never.
1: John, I must share with you. Um, I was when I was pregnant with my with my son. Um, there was a risk of losing him, and I recorded his heartbeat
2: mm-hmm.
1: because I was scared. Yes, it was going to be the only thing that that I would have to remember him by.
2: Exactly.
1: So I can definitely understand yes. that. and and I've made sure that I've got videos. I've got recordings where. He calls me mama and where he tells me he loves me to make sure that I have that oh, forever.
2: Yes, very, very true. And that is, that, is, that is what you, in the first few years, your, your whole being is around this child. Mm. And although you have other children, and although you have probably and hopefully a loving partner that helps you through this it's still as if your whole being is concentrated on your child who went over. And and that is also then what is a very good thing, and we we did that at one stage for an eight-week course, is to do a scrapbooking. Mm. And you start with the first, remember the child, his photos of this child, the babyhood, uh, school or whatever then the the age group of the child is how how the family was together, and so on, and then the next chapter you do the one that now my child died, and all the oh. shock and everything around that, and you work through that, you write letters, you journal, and then the next stages until you get to a stage where you See the good that you can remember, so this is also quite a significant road that one can take. Some people love to draw to paint mm. wonderful therapeutic to just start and I have seen um exhibitions where at first it's so dark and it is it you can see the 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 sheer pain that comes out and then later the paintings and how it grows, how you work through it. Because at the end, your child will always be with you. But you have to learn to live without the body, the physical presence. Mm. And that is the long road. So all of this is not one can do this and it will help. It's a very personal road that you can take.
1: What are some of the other suggestions that you can make on getting through the first years, other than the journaling and, you know, the course you were talking about and planting a tree? And what else, you know, when it comes to your friends and family and other children in the home? It is a, quite
2: a significant to... Uh, Have conversations, Kathleen. Um, As a family, we started to have, every time that we sit around the table, we would have a candle. So that was then, and, and my husband started that. It was for him very important. And he would always say, when everybody's sitting around the table, he would say, and now we remember later, and that we would lit the candle. And that was part of it, and later on, I would see that one of the children who ever laid the table would put the candle there. It became part of the ritual um, so so yeah it is it is but then I also had uh, parents that say to me, "The husband doesn 't want any photos, cannot bear to look at photos." so he took off all the photos, but I, as a mother, want the photos on. So then it's important that I say, let's, let's have a talk about that and let us see how we can compromise so that both of you feel comfortable. So it depends and it also shows then that everybody is not on the same level of grieving as they go along. Mm-hmm. The one yes. has already accepted some things and the other one just doesn't want to look at photos. And parents tell me to look at photos is just so hard. And that is true. That is very true. So it is important to allow yourself on the level where you are. There's no right and wrong, Kathleen. But it is true. And I want the parents to know that every day is a struggle. It is normal. It sounds horrible. And it is horrible. But somewhere along the line, you will get moments that you feel, I can breathe before the next wave comes, before the dark clouds sets in again. And I don't want to just picture a dark scenario, but I believe that parents will agree with me, it's very hard to put the one foot next to the other and walk again.
1: So, Jean, if there's one piece of advice that you can give bereaved parents on starting the journey to living with their loss, what would your suggestion be? Kathleen, some
2: parents will very much benefit by joining a support group. There are different support groups for parents, and I know not everybody is comfortable with talking in a group. But there are also many parents that really feel that that helped them through. They met other people that have the same journey and have the same struggles. Otherwise, find a counsellor who is prepared to walk the road with you. You don't have to go every week for counselling, but somebody that can take your hand when you reach out. That can help you along the way. We are also busy to, to put together a Facebook group, Guidance to Grow, and the link will be on the podcast, where, pe- where parents can meet each other on social media, and I will then also support in this group and make sure that everybody is heard and also guided in the road that they are going through. Because loneliness, feeling extremely on their own, feeling that Mm. I don't know if anybody understands what I'm feeling, are definitely the worst. Mm. And this is what we want to help people and parents in. I have someone that I can reach out to and they will take my hand. And they will understand. Exactly. They will will know that what I'm saying, they also acknowledge, but I feel the same. And that is a wonderful support. For me, the group was absolutely a lifeline for many years.
1: Thank you so much, John. Thank you for sharing this with us. And um, I look forward to speaking to you again. What's going to be our next topic? Our next topic, uh,
2: Kathleen, is going to be if it seems that my grief is getting worse. Because there might be other areas in my life that I never have dealt with hardships. And this is now coming out in this period where I grieve. So this is quite an important topic. And um, Hmm. we want to tell every parent that is listening You are not alone. There are people that understand. So go on Guidance to Grow on the Facebook page as well as on Guidance to Grow on the website. And we are there. Just reach out and we will take your hand. Thank you very much, Kathleen, and God bless.
0: Thank you for listening to VILOMA. Visit www.guidancetogrow.co.za to find out more about Jeanne Vandenberg, social worker in private practice and life coach specializing in trauma and bereavement counseling. If you have lost a child and would like to connect with Jean, please email info at guidancetogrow.co.za and follow Guidance to Grow SA on Facebook.